The Lion and the Lamb by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Judaism completed the job they were chosen to do by prophesying the coming of the Messiah and establishing the Torah. We find Apostle Paul continuing to establish the law in Romans chapter 3, verse 31. He said, Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. We now live by the law because we know it is God's will for us. And we see also the fulfillment of the early prophets concerning the Lord in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So Christianity did their part by establishing belief in Jesus as our Savior, who is actually one and the same with the Torah. He embodied God's will and carried it out explicitly. As the law given to old Israel was the way, to the early church Christ revealed as the way. As the law is truth, Christ, the Word, is truth manifested. Obedience to the law brought Israel life. To obey Christ is life. John chapter 14 verse 6 says, Jesus said it to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the law cannot save us, only Jesus. All was accomplished in the seventh day. But a new day is dawned. The eighth-day church, like Samson of old, has eaten the honey, the knowledge revealed, and the covenant promises made to the fathers from the carcass of the dead lion, or Judaism, and eats also the flesh and drinks the blood of the sacrificial lamb of the new covenant given to Christianity. They are born through God, guided and protected by Torah, as it is now written on their hearts, so they will know God's will, and are therefore in the image of Christ. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 16 through 17. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. They are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, his body through Judah, his bride through Christianity. People of the covenants, recipients of, as well as the fulfillment of the promises made to both the fathers of Judaism and Christianity that make up the Eighth-day Church. They are children of God, predestined, created, and born for this age in fulfillment of the covenants and made a reality through the blood and life of Christ. In other words, they are the embodiment of Christ. Their substance consists of the covenants. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. They are creatures of love, created to praise Him and enjoy Him and heed them. 
King David prophesied concerning this generation in Psalm 102, verse 18. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. They are His feast, and He theirs. Children of the eighth day, Shemini Atzeret, they rejoice in the law, the Torah, Christ, Simchat Torah. Jesus was there in the beginning as the tree of life. His fruit, knowledge, and nature were available to us. He is here in the end as the tree of life, and again available to the nations through His seed, His family, leaves on the tree of life. Judaism says it this way, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Christianity says it this way, Revelation chapter 22, verse 2, In the middle of its street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life, Jesus, which bore twelve fruits, new Israel, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves, those that make up his bride, of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So, as the Lion of Judah and the Lamb of God, Jesus actually does it all and makes it easy for us. We do not physically fight like old Israel, nor are we physically attacked like the early church. Our battle is with a spiritual enemy that the Lord's armies will take captive as we learn to testify against them, thus placing them under the perfect law of God. The Lord in His mercy for His creation and vindication of His great name will take them prisoner. Through Jesus, we are all made more than conquerors. We are made heirs of all He has. So you see, we cannot remain in Judaism or Christianity if we want to be the church glorious, the triumphant church. We must see the promises made to the fathers in the days of old Israel as well as the promises to the fathers of the early church of Christianity to be the children of the promise. We must not only receive and believe in the prophecies of the early prophets concerning the Messiah, but see and believe He physically came died and resurrected to make sure the plan of God was accomplished for the restoration of humanity. We must receive Judaism as well as Christianity, as one represents the Father, Law, and the other represents the Mother, Church, and it takes both to be born again children of the eighth day. Our knowledge is the combination of Judaism and Christianity plus the contents of what Daniel was told to close until the end time, and the scroll with the seven seals Jesus has opened for us. It is the combination of this knowledge that matures us to pass over to the eighth day. We are different from anything created before. Children of the new day, children of the dawn, God's sacred seed, children that were promised to Abraham so long ago. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, it says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Enoch, 
The seventh from Adam said in speaking of the end-time people, they would be stayed or strengthened by those in paradise. So I wonder, do our forefathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob see us? Do they cheer us on when we get tired? Are Isaiah, Hosea, Ezekiel, Daniel, David, etc., waiting for us? Do they too yearn for the day we can walk back in the garden and we can all be together in total victory? Do they see who we are? Do they know us by name? We are grateful for the fathers that established and penned the covenants for us to read and thankful most of all for Jesus who made the culmination of the covenants and who has made it possible for us to be that people. You see, God had a plan all along to restore things as in the beginning, and we are a part of that plan, born for this time. There is no way to express enough words to thank Him. He came to earth to make His plan possible through Jesus. How can we ever thank Him for that? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Through His Spirit we are led into His knowledge, guided, shaped, and molded into a family He can enjoy an intimate relationship with. Again, how can we ever thank Him? But you know what? More than our thanks, though He appreciates it, He wants our love. And, along with that love, he wants to see mercy shown to one another, and knowledge of His covenant promises spread to all creation to bring hope to this dying world. Hosea chapter 6, verse 6 says it well, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. As His family, this is our mission, to make His covenant promises known. It is our honor to fulfill our Father's requests. When there are enough of us that understand the plan, the promises, and begin to live by wisdom from the tree of life, a nucleus can be formed to begin His kingdom, not just in our hearts, but physically on earth. At last the prayer, Your kingdom come, Your will be done, is being fulfilled. So how can we show the Lord our love for Him? by going forth in His knowledge, multiplying and being fruitful, so the nations along with all creation can be renewed and joined together in giving birth to a new earth. It's a time of change, a time of letting go of the old, so the new can be established. It's a time to unite in prayer and praise against the enemy, to drive him out and off of God's people. A time to cry out to God, to intervene, and take Him captive through His heavenly army. Judaism prophesied this in Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince, who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Christianity said it this way in Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 2. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit 
and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. In closing, when God said, Behold, I make all things new, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, he started with the eighth-day people. A new cycle begins. His laws and commandments are recognized and being established. The full stature of Christ is coming together through His family, and through them He will build the culture of the kingdom. His economy, His government, His knowledge will be manifested and established on earth. All will be reversed, renewed, refurbished, recreated, if need be, and the old will be burned, destroyed, and certainly not missed. All is sure, because God Himself made the covenant, not only with Abraham, but His descendants. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 tells us, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Genesis chapter 22 verse 17 says, Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. All is guaranteed by the Lion of Judah and the Lamb of God.